Hey everyone, your designers are here. I'm Anita at Cedar Hill Farmhouse. And I'm Yvonne at Stone Gable. And I'm Kelly at My Soulful Home. We have tips, tricks, and decorating advice for you today, so let's get started. This is episode 223, Creating a Timeless Living Room. And the show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 223. And, you know, we do love classics and creating Mm -hmm. a timeless look. We love our trends. But, uh, you know, what I like even more than a trend is having a classic look that I don't have to replace every two years. Until you get tired of it. Right. right. But I want it to be on my terms and not on the trend terms. Oh, absolutely. I like that. Write that down. Like De- decor <laughs> on my terms. Yeah. 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 Yes. So um, anybody got any tips right off the bat? I mean, what, what, what do you do, Kelly? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Um, I like to go with not one look, air quote look. Um, I like to mm. inc- include a few styles. So today we're focusing on the living room. So I would perhaps shake it up with a more modern side table and table. Or if my look was more modern, maybe I would shake it up with a uh, more vintage uh, antique looking side table. So I would have my predominant look, my predominant style. And then I would like to incorporate two other styles. So this way, it does create, obviously, a timeless look because you're spanning actual periods of time, you know, over the course of, it could be hundreds of years, depending on what you're choosing Mm -hmm. to put in there. But nobody's going to walk in and be like, oh, mid-century. Oh, colonial. Well, I would hope nobody would do that. (laughs) No colonial. Oh, Um, oh, autumnal. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, French or, you know, French provincial Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're going to have a certain style that's your your predominant one that you're drawn to that is your overarching look, but that incorporates some other pieces from other decades, other centuries even, uh, to have uh, this cohesive feel. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. I would say go back to some older design books that are at least 20 years old, but maybe even older. Maybe it's even a room designed 100 years ago. But I would go back and look and see what was in style then that's still in style now, and that's a classic. Ah, good. Yeah, yeah. That's if you're not something. sure, yeah, good one. Yeah, so I would kind of look, too, at things that um, – you know, I, I definitely would look at these older books and uh, look at some of these manor houses from England, some of these old chateaus in France, and just kind of look at some of these things that there. there's so much classic design there. Now, I will say that traditional English look of being overstuffed uh, is something that's may, for today's sensibilities, may feel like too much. But, you know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Go look at it and see what you can pull out. So what I really the point from a lot of this is to use incorporate if if you if you don't like antiques and vintage then just ignore this advice but if you do those things are going to give your room this timeless elegance this feeling like it's been around forever and you didn't just create it yesterday and it has it does give it a very classic look now when i think of a timeless living room i think of 
I don't think of a hundred years ago, Anita, but that's a that's a wonderful way to think of that. Well, but I mentioned even like twenty years ago, yeah. Yeah, but I think of things that are tried and true, things that you look at and go, gosh, that would have worked five years ago, and five years from now it'll probably work too. Or gosh, that would have worked ten years ago. Um, what I, we're talking about, I want you to not necessarily look at the fabric, but I want you to look at the lines of a piece. And I think the lines will really give away whether it's a classic piece or not. You know, if it's just, if it's something that looks like it can stand the test of time, like you've seen that before, but maybe in a, you know, different fabric or if a little more overstuffed or understuffed, you're probably looking at something that's a classic. And how, and that's how I like to decorate my, I call it sort of the foundation of my home. Um, uh, is decorated in classic furnishings, uh, like my sofas, my beds, my most of my chairs, some not, um, my dining room table, although it's updated fab- uh, updated materials, are all very classic because those are my big thing, my big ticket items, and I use those to as a foundation or a jumping off point for the rest of my decor in my home and that I can make a little more creative or a little more, a couple different styles or, or putting more trendy things into it. But I always have that base that is very classic and that will give you a timeless look. Right. So the, so the furniture, you want to get a cl- classic lines on your furniture. Mm-hmm. And another way to give a room classic look is to look to fabrics that are simple. The more simple the mm. fabric, the more classic it's going to be because the more uh, busy, the more detailed they are, then it tends to be a look that's going to come and go. Mm-hmm. Those really heavily printed fabrics, that very detailed prints, they're going to go in and out of style. But if it's a classic look like a buffalo check, that's really in style for the long haul. Or a solid, a neutral, maybe a nice stripe. I mean, that's always in style. So those are the fabrics that I would use for my big pieces in a room would be either solids, neutrals. If you want to use a pattern, I would go with a very simple pattern like a stripe or, you know, like we said, maybe a buffalo check. And then if you want to add that interest, I would do it with the pillows that are easily changed out so that, you know, you Mm -hmm. keep that classic look for all your uh, key pieces that you want to keep in the room long-term. And we're talking about a living room. So I would say the biggest piece of furniture in most people's living room is your sofa. So you really want to keep that very classic if you want a timeless living room. Also, I would say most of your chairs keep that way too. Um, I know that I have this really wild chair in my living room that wasn't very expensive, was meant for a guest bedroom, but I just thought it really kept my living room from looking staid, um, looking a little boring or a little old. I think one, I think you have to be very careful when you're looking at timeless pieces that you put them into a living, like let's talk about your living room, into a living room, and you've got to add some other very interesting things around it. So it is a very interesting room because I think timeless, just done nothing but timeless, can look a little bit boring. Well, that, I think that dovetails with what I was saying about don't just stick with the one look. Well, well the overall look is, is timeless. What creates the sense of timelessness is that it isn't saddled with one 
error, not one look. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, we're sort of the same, the same thing, adding that chair, which is a little different than the other things that you have in there, it gives it, it makes it more interesting and you're not really sure, you know, when was this put together? This t- mm-hmm. this room could have been put together yesterday. It could have been put together five years ago. It could be put together five years in the future and it's still going to look great. I think when I'm talking about living rooms, also my living room, I think a timeless look would be to use a beautiful um, uh, oriental, silk oriental rug. However, I think that's a really good place to update it because, and honestly, sisal rugs have been around forever, <laughs> you know, so me, and they are a timeless and a classic, but done in a fresh way. And so instead of putting a more traditional rug, think about using a sisal rug and layering it. We talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. And I and think one you- of the things that defines my living room is I have a zebra print rug in there that just, it almost is that little bit of tension. You know what I'm saying? It's a surprise. And some people love it and some people really hate it. And I hear both, but you know, for me it works. And I think that keeps the other pieces looking fresh that maybe aren't as trendy. You, Yvonne. I mean, if you're going with a very classic look, it can be a little boring or staid. So you want to throw in something that's a surprise element, something a little exciting. And I like to do that with unique antiques often. So it doesn't even have to be something new, but just something unexpected, something done in a little different way, some unique way to add color, uh, just something that you weren't expecting. Maybe something like we talk about sometimes, add something that adds a little tension, maybe it's an orange in with your pink. So you're like, oh, you know, okay. I love that look. Yeah, I do too. So (laughs) just something, Mm -hmm. uh, do you have to go off road a little bit to add some excitement to your room? But I think what we also need to point out is we're talking about what classic is, but what is it not? And what I would say is if you can look at a room and tell what year it was designed, it's not classic. Mm-hmm. Right. So too, exactly. too much trend, too much trend. If it's too trendy, mm-hmm. then you'll be able to look at it and go, oh, that was 2015. It's got ship lap, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, that's something to really keep in mind. Boy, right. you've got that right in you. Only that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can have certain things in a room and it's not going to date it, but you got to mix it up like we're saying. Yeah. I would say another thing to do is add at least one antique. Now, you know, t- antique means different things to different people. I know that for sure when I go to the Rose Bowl, like I'm looking at really, really, really old things. And there are things that are antique there that are really only 10, 15 years old and all obviously all the mid-century stuff. So, you know, everybody's antique might be, you know, have a different interpretation. My standard is 100 years. Right. So we, we have a similar standard, but there are different standards for, you know, what is an antique. So something that has a bit of history is how I would generally define an See, antique. Now to me, that's vintage. If it's 20 years or older, it's vintage, but mm-hmm. it's not an antique unless it's a hundred years old. And I see antique things from 1950 online for sale all the time. And I'm thinking, okay. hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess, I, I mean, I see what you're saying as a, the, the definition of it, but it, in general, whether you want to call it vintage or antique, have something that has a bit of history to it and has really great lines. And if you include that in no matter what kind of style you have, again, that lends this timeless feel where you're not really sure, but somehow, you know, it needs to go together and somehow it's working together. Mm -hmm. 
I think a timeless dream can also have a bit of formality to it. So these are things that we're trying, I, I, at least I, for me, because I, when I decorate, I can decorate pretty formal. So, and I don't sort of like that look, but that's just sort of naturally the direction I go in. Um, I do like something that looks casual and looks very comfortable and nobody wants to, to live in a museum you know, something that's so formal and so stiff that you really want to bring some comfort elements into to create a timeless, a timeless living room, especially if it's a room that you don't use that often. I mean, we, you know, I know I have a formal living room, formal dining room, you know, that's what they're called, but yet I don't want it to be formal. I want it to be welcoming and, and lived in. And I think you can have a timeless look that looks very comfortable. And I think that's what you need to strive for when you're thinking about creating timeless looks comfort, because if you don't, you're going to get too formal and it's going to look uncomfortable. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Formal doesn't have to mean uncomfortable because I have a lot of beautiful French chairs that are very formal. Yes, but and you're but they're, I, but you create a comfortable look with them, right? So that's what I'm mm-hmm. saying is if you have something formal, you can mix it up so that it doesn't feel too stiff. Uh, one of the things I do is put very informal, casual fabrics on very formal pieces of furniture. So, for example, a feed sack fabric on a French Louis the 15th chair. And then suddenly it's got a completely fresh look and it doesn't, it feels much more welcoming and inviting. So there's a lot of things you can do. And and it, it, if you're adding in the old with the new, the, the rusty with the, you know, the refined with the rustic, mm-hmm. then it's going to make the room feel very approachable. And I think the formal works if you mix it with some things that are very informal. Well, and I'll just give you an example in my living room. I it, I think it has a timeless look. It has uh, very classic lines. It has some really elements of surprise, a little, just the tattiest bit of farmhouse because we live in an inspired farmhouse and in farmlands. But there is something that bugs me every time I go in that room. And I know I really should change them out. I made drapes for that room, oh gosh, a decade ago. And they're beautiful and the fabric was really expensive and I lined them and, you know, they're there. We have very tall ceilings, so they're very extra long. They were, you know, of course I've done them. So they were custom made and I, but they're the perfect color for that room, but the pattern on them, it's almost a tone on tone is a little too formal for that. And I know it for that room. But it's just going like, okay, I'm going to bite the bullet and take these down, even though I just, it, it just was such a hellacious project. <laughs> and, uh, but I think that would really help. So you have to look at your room and just really with a critical eye say, what in here maybe isn't working? Mm-hmm. Well, and what do you do? Take a picture and then yes, you know. yes, yes. I, I think you'll really have a good feel for what's not working if you take that mm-hmm. picture. I so agree with you. I couldn't agree more. I think when you're looking at a timeless look, you're looking at something that really is probably a little more upscale looking, very curated looking. Um, I think a tight color palette is really important for a timeless living room. As well as um, genuine material. So, you know, yes, Yvonne yes, yes, is, yes. you know, she's sort of bemoaning the p- 
pattern uh, of the the draperies, it sounds like the the look and the style and the quality of them certainly timeless, you know, beautifully lined and you know, expensive, or maybe not even so expensive, but just well-made fabric, especially if you're going to make them yourself. But, you know, spend the extra on the genuine in a room that you wish to have a timeless look. You know, get Good the real advice. linen, get the Belgian linen, get the, you know, get the the, the uh, heavy-duty fabric, you know, don't get something printed on it. Do something where it's in the weave you know, even if it's just mm-hmm, a little bit mm-hmm. of it, if it's in a pillow or it's on the seat of a small chair, that's going to go a long way. But you to know, there's a timeless look. There's also wonderful materials out there. I'm thinking about like a sofa that ha- there's companies that make wonderfully durable, hardworking, um, performing fabrics that, you know, have stain, they're stain resistant, but that look lovely. Like I've got a, I've got a sofa. I won't tell you the company it's from, but I have a sofa in my living room. I absolutely love, and it looks like linen, but it is not. Um, but it is very, very durable, but I, it doesn't look like, what is it called? Orlon or whatever those, those, uh, like a, a synthetic fabric. Herculon. Yeah. Well, we, we know about your Herculon sofa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but look for things that look like they, if they're not natural, at least they look like they are. And the same with my, I, I have these spindle, two spindle chairs and they're covered with this white, very, heavy fabric that has a very, it's like a tone on tone. Well, it's really a nub on nub. It's a herringbone nub to it. Mm-hmm. And you would think somebody uh, spilled ketchup on it one time. Oh. It, it came right up. <gasps> Beautiful. Totally came right up. Now I paid a, an arm and a leg for those, but I knew that they were going to be in there for a very long time and they've held up and they're down you know, they're just lovely, lovely chairs. And I see them all the time on some of my very favorite sites, like for a quarter of the price of what I paid for it. But then I think, I just wish it would, I hope it holds up as well as these have. Good point. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing you can add to your room that gives it that classic look is to check the symmetry of the room. Does it feel balanced? Oh, because oh, that yes. is a classic look. Symmetry You're right. is classic. Well, it's a timeless look. Mm-hmm. It's, timeless. you know, if it's too, if it's too asymmetrical, I like a little bit of asymmetry within symmetry. Do you know what I'm saying? Just something that might not quite be symmetrical, but it does lend towards a timeless look. You're right. Symmetry de- definitely lends towards that look. Love it. Yeah. That's a really good point. That's, you know, so foundational. I didn't have that on mm-hmm. my list. Very mm-hmm. good, Anita. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, incorporate some books, whether they're oh, yeah. decorating books or they're, uh, you know, novels, not paperbacks. I don't think mm. that's timeless. You know, don't p- pull out, you know, like Stephen King's and have them dog-eared and sticking on a shelf. You don't really need to see those, right? So put those, you know, you read it and it's probably over, go donate it, uh, pass it on. Um, but if you have some beautiful decor books, maybe you have Anita's book 
books laying around. You can pile <laughs> those up and or lovely vintage books or, or Kelly's nice, book, or, My Soulful Home, mm-hmm. Here in Flowers. Thank you, my darling. And um, mine's French accents. <laughs> if you were asking, if you were wondering. If you're just wondering, <laughs> if you're just wondering. Um, and, you know, I've seen this done, but I'm going to really not go too far out on a limb and say that the backwards books, not a classic look, not a timeless look, kind of silly, but I get it because it's all sort of neutral and looks, you know, beige and textury and nice. So I get why people do that, but I don't know. It's kind of like a little pet peeve of mine. I would not do that. So I don't think that's a timeless look. If you have a bookshelf, I think if you want your spines to match, I can totally respect that and understand that. So you might want to limit your spines to a color palette that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, cover them in burlap. Or you could or cover linen. them. But putting them mm-hmm. backwards does not evoke timeless for me. But a, a nice stack of decor books used as a riser on your coffee table or books on a shelf where you're seeing the pretty spines. There's so many beautiful book collections now. I know, gosh, it's, I, I, I could look it up and we could stick it in the show notes, but there's a few uh, publishers that came out with like, all the classics, you know, like all the, um, you yes. know, the Jane Eyres yep, yep, yep. mm-hmm. and the Sense and Sensibilities and even like, you know, Sherlock Holmes and things like that with all beautiful bindings and spines, just and some great books to have on hand. And if you have kids, more than likely they're going to have to read one or more of those. So maybe you pick up a, a collection of those, maybe you know, eight books or something like that, and you could put them in stacks or you could put them on a shelf. That can really add a lot. Books are nice to have in a room. In a timeless um, living room, also you don't want to crowd your space. You know, you don't want it to get too crowded and too overdone. Um, I think when you're talking about something that looks timeless, things have breathing space. They're not crowded on top or they're layered, but you don't want 10 layers and something on top of something else, because I think that just is more of a cluttered look than a timeless look. However, I've been looking at a lot of videos by designers and I am surprised the stuff that they pack into a room. Yeah. Some of well, these designers, they it looks so overdone. I mean, their own personal homes, because they work with it and they love so much, you know, like I do. I just love too many um, design elements. But, but to create a timeless look, give everything a little bit of breathing space. I so agree with you, Yvonne. And that really is a more modern, but still classic look. Mm-hmm, I agree. Have a little more breathing space than we had in the 80s and 90s. It was kind of, you can't put too much in a room, just keep piling on, piling on, piling on. And now it's more of a, a curated look. Now it's more clean lines. So it's, you've got a collection, but don't have it all out there. So I, yeah, I, I so agree. A good point. And then the other thing I wanted to mention, I feel like we need to really approach the neutral conversation about using neutrals because you don't have to have neutrals in a room to have a classic look. So if you hate neutrals, then that's fine. You don't have to have them. But I want to pitch why neutrals are so good if you do want a classic look. And that is because sometimes you have colors in a room that, and, um, and, you know, some of us in this on this podcast did have the the Tuscan look. All of us did. Two of us admitted it. One did not. 
One calls it something like, else. Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, but we have the reds okay. and the gold. With love. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like I'm shaming you. I just, I just it's, it's a rose by a different name or a stinkweed by a different name. Oh, no, right? I know. It's I all think the there's same. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with reds. I think we're sort of shaming you, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, y'all are shaming me. But anyway, the point is, though, you know, if because we had, I had so much red in my house. Siobhan had a lot of red and gold and so did I in my house. So that when the colors changed to more of a blue, our houses ended up looking dated. So instantly. Right. Instantly. Like you woke up one morning, you went to bed in Tuscany and you woke up someplace else. We woke up and and we were still in Tuscany, but everyone else had moved on to Sweden. We we're were, coming. and they all went out on a slow train and we never noticed. <laughs> no, they the were on the bullet went, train, baby. <laughs> I know. And we were just woke up and went, what happened? <laughs> well, so, yeah. But had we gone with a neutral look, we would not have been left behind. Now, I think that. Yes, it's you could have over- scrambled quite quickly. So now in, in blog land, I think that people, I, it's kind of made me sad because everyone's gone neutral. And I don't think that has to be the look. Uh, and I think then people get sick of it if everyone is doing it. But if you want a t- the most timeless look possible, I would definitely go neutral. Add your color with accents. Can I uh, tell but- you this funny little story? I- I'm sorry, Anita. Go ahead, finish. No, go ahead. Um, one of my dear blogging friends that I met real early on in blogging is Pinky. Um and she's just from Designs by Pinky. She's just so delightful. She lives oh, about, she's an, a sweetheart. about an hour from me. And I was transitioning my house very slowly from like a mishmash and changing styles. And let me tell you, changing your whole color of your whole house. First of all, it's a hugely long process. You should just see our master bedroom and the tiny blue wall paper we still have on it because it's not been done. That's like our very last room. Um, it's such a process. And I went over to her house. And first of all, her home is so unique. Her, the way she has curated it, it's one of a kind. So if you, you know, have time, run over to Designs by Pinky, Designed by Pinky. She's just amazing. Such a wonderful friend. But anyway, she had this white sectional sofa in her living room. And that's the first time that white, I just was like, I have got to do this. It just stopped me in my tracks. Mm, it was beautiful. And she said to me, Yvonne, I've had this for like 28 years. I'm yeah, thinking, and it looks so fresh and now. It, oh, it did. And that was, that was, you know, long ago. That was almost a decade ago. And it, it was so beautiful then. And I thought to myself, I've got to do my house in neutrals. That's when I decided that, yeah, I'm going to sell in. I'm just going to be sold. It, and, and even the lines of her sofa were so timeless. Now, I don't know how she kept that white sofa so beautifully white. But you can use throws on, I mean, oh. really like big pieces of fabric. And when I say throw, I mean one the width mm-hmm. of the, maybe it's more of a bed scarf and kind of cover things up if you mm-hmm. want and kind of change out color that way or even protect the fabric. Or oh, but all of its fabric, gorgeous whiteness. It, use a slip cover. So many things you can do. But yeah, it really is so much easier to have a timeless look if you stick with the neutrals Mm -hmm. and then do the accent colors uh, or just use a few colors because yeah, that it it is amazing to me how much harvest gold 
you know, it's hunter green. <laughs> yes. I mean, how many of these colors really you think of a particular period in time that they were popular? Bathroom tile pink. You know, you think, oh, that's never going to go out of style. Oh, yes. S- color does, does probably goes out of style more than, than, the lines of pieces, to be honest with you. Right. And so it's not just patterns, but colors go in and out of style. So that's really something you can do to stay on top of it. And really, that's why we say if it's a big ticket item, you really, and you want to, and you don't want to replace it in a few years, really think about uh, going as neutral as possible and going as simple as possible. Because I used to always buy a very full color, very patterned sofa. And there was the purple sofa sandwiched in there somewhere. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I got it. And the thing was, it was a very bold pattern. I loved it to death when I got it. And then I wanted to beat it to death. A few years (laughs) later. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Remember, gosh, what was that? I guess Hmm. mid nineties ish, maybe late 90s when the giant sofas that had then the different coordinating fabrics on oh them. i loved those oh, so I, there was a store in southampton village mm-hmm. and i would go and i would walk past it and there was this gigantic sofa and it had giant cabbage roses on like the cushions and then the back had something else and mm-hmm. then the rolled arms with something else and i just and it had it was, trim and cording and, oh, oh. and i thought it was the most spectacular thing that ever happened. And if I could only scrape together the money or like (laughs) carve the door, uh, you know, twice as big as it was to get it inside, Mm -hmm. like I would be Mm -hmm. the happiest girl in the whole world. (gasps) I say, thank goodness. I actually saw one of those the other day in my favorite thrifty. And, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, somebody had spent a lot of money. Those were expensive because I'm sure the labor on those were- The $7,000 sofa. $7,500 sofa. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, phew, I didn't get that. I mean, of course I did get a giant red sectional, but we all know what happened with that. But um, <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, that was one of the things. And had I really understood about being timeless then, what had I known then what I know now? But only my wallet stopped me. Yeah. I was just going to say <laughs> that if you don't want, if you want to, if you liked up-to-date decor. If you like decor that looks great, beautiful decor, go go neutral, go classic because you won't spend nearly as much money because it stays in style longer. Now, the little goofy chair that I have that has the fl- like stylized flowers on it that I just love in my living room, that was less than $250. Actually, I think it was like two, le- way less than that. I'm, I'm, I want to say like it was 210 or something. Well, for heaven's sakes, if I have it for four years, I'm happy with that. That's like $50 a year. And I really could put a slipcover on it because it would be such an easy style to slipcover. But the materials really held up. It's just real fun. It adds a lot of, a lot of interest. It, it takes that timelessness and makes it a little sassy well, and snappy. Well, that's my last uh, tip yeah. is add something unexpected, a pop. Maybe mm-hmm. um, my thought would be something from your travels, but add something from your personality. So that chair is your pop. And there you go. And it works and it's okay. And you can take it out and you in the whole room doesn't collapse because you changed that chair. And I don't have to go, Oh my gosh, I've got to keep this another seven years because I spent so much money on it. That's about right. remember I, and I've always said, don't spend more than the years you want to keep something. 
with us today. We hope that you got lots of tips and ideas on creating a timeless living room. If you have photos of your own living room, um, whether you believe it to be timeless or not, feel free to send us some photos. We would love to see them. And uh, certainly if you've taken up us up on any of our tips today, take pictures of what you've done and let us see. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. Hey, everybody. We want to thank you so much for listening to Decorating Tips and Tricks. And we want to make it even easier for you to listen. And it's easier if you subscribe. You just click the subscribe button on our website, www.decoratingtipsandtricks.com. Or you can subscribe through Apple Podcast or any of your favorite podcast listeners. When you subscribe, DTT comes free right to you three days a week. So until next time.